Mic check, one, two, one, two. It's a Taste Sick and Sitter podcast. I'm back for another episode. Yes, indeed. I'm feeling good right now. Uh, yes. Mike, check one, two, one, two. Say, stick and sit a podcast. Let's go. Let's go. No questions. Reach out and don't touch me. My habits don't judge me. Just don't waste my time. Love and no questions. Mike, check. Taste, sing, and sit a podcast. Let's go. We back. I'm about to switch it up on you. Uh, let's go. Taste, take and sit a podcast. Back for another episode. Another week has ended. Another week is about to begin. Yes, let's go. Took a week off for the fourth, but I'm back. Back for another episode, another taste. You can't even sit in peace. Cause all of these niggas be on you. I'm just saying I can be. One that you call and you talk to, girl. Say stick and sit a podcast. Oh, waste your time with me. If you gonna waste your time, waste your time with me. I mean honestly, open your eyes and see. If you gonna waste your time, waste your time with me. Say stick and sit a podcast. If you got time to waste, waste it with a taste to consider podcast. <laughs> and I ain't worried about them. Girl, you are that I see. And I am who I am. And I be where I be. If you ever hit me on the late night, I'll give you a clear mind. Might give you some insight. I'll share my world with you. If you wanna waste your time. Waste your time with me. I mean, honestly, open your eyes and see. Say, stick and sit a podcast. Yes. Waste your time with me. Just feel the music. Let's go. You can have all the space. All that you need is no pressure. No pressure. Let's go. Say sick and sit a podcast. Close your eyes to get away. Bang my line and I'll arrange it. Beautiful girl, you're stainless. 
I'ma let the music go a little bit to Drake. Come on, let's go. Say sick to the podcast. This Brent Fire ass featuring Drake. Wasting time. Yeah. The 10,000 building, get your ass an apartment, put you inside a G-Class, that's just a starter kit. Plenty things count in life, but none of them is the thought of it. New piece around my neck is chess games, cause shorty stay with calculated moves like Beth Harmon. Swear I'm more purple rain prince than Prince Charming. Disappointment, I Let's stay go. in it, the pessimist gold medalist. Flush the magnums just so they not collecting my specimens, damn. The way she with Poppy, man, you would think she's a veteran on remembrance. Cleaning lady, sweep the room daily for all the evidence of everything I ever did. Say, sick and sit up, Care, but now you do swimwear Your ex-roommate got a condo that's downtown But she got no furniture in her crib I've been there Checkmate, even though you hate that I even check I still get an E for effort Only time I play <laughs> back sick and forth Let's If I go. let you talk first and nobody is speaking second Fluent and passive aggression That's why you acting dismissive Hearing me out for once will require you actually listen Damn the boy is back, I never turn my back I just slapped him Say, so sing to the podcast, I'm back, back. Let's go back bands with me in the back When I wasn't accurate, I still couldn't clean on my act Whenever I tell the truth, you feel like you being attacked But that come with being attached, so how about we leave it at that If you wanna waste your time Then waste your time with me Say, sing to the podcast, let's go Oh yes, I'm feeling so good right now Damn I swear, those week offs be feeling like forever. They be feeling like forever. I swear, just that one little week off make me feel like I'm I'm starting the podcast all over again. I swear I don't like taking them breaks. I swear I don't like taking them breaks, man. We back for another episode of Taste to Consider Podcast, man. How are y'all feeling? Physically, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling awesome right now. Um, back in the gym, doing my thing, trying to get back in shape. That quarantine put some pounds on me, but I know what to do. So mentally, emotionally, I'm feeling pretty good, especially today right now. I'm feeling great. Before um, I started recording, man, I was down here in the tasting room. I was down here partying. I was down here partying by myself. What I do best. <laughs> Party by myself. <laughs> Man, I swear, I was sweating down this joint. I was down here partying for like a good hour and a half by myself. I had the uh, YouTube on, uh, the videos, the music playing. I was down here dancing, partying, drinking, smoking, smoking the cigar. Man, the, the cigar pretty much gone. Right now, I'm on my second drink. I'm not lit. I'm definitely not lit. Um, this is not going to be a too lit, too fast episode, but I am feeling great right now. I'm feeling hype. I'm excited to be back recording. I'm excited to bring another episode to you. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a part, a part two or a part three episode, but We'll see how the time goes and, you know, how I get into these these topics. But, man, I just, I'm just feeling great to be back. And I appreciate all of you for listening. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon. 
Uh, make sure you follow me at Taste to Consider Podcast on Instagram, uh, greatest.i.am.blog on Instagram, greatestiamblog.com on Instagram. Also, at Taste to Consider.com. And um, I got my Therapy and Hill t shirts up there. July is Minority Mental Health Month. So go in there, cop a shirt. I got some new stuff coming. It'll probably be coming uh, this upcoming week. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm stamping it. I'm saying that it's going some new stuff going to come up this week. So it's going to come up this week. It's going to come. <laughs> so uh, on Instagram, you can follow me at Taste to Consider. Um, what's that page? Let me make sure I get it right. Maybe I am lit. No, I'm not lit. Yeah, I was right. A Taste to Consider on Instagram. Right now, I'm smoking a... What's this cigar right here? This is a San San Cristobal cigar. It's a nice cigar. Um, Don't have a crazy aftertaste. Um, It's a light cigar. Real good. Uh, what I'm drinking, I can't believe it. I left the bottle all the way across the room on the shelf. Um, let me go get this bottle because I got to get this right because this is a very good whiskey. So one second. I'm glad I went to go get. Damn, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. First burp of the episode. Number two. Number three, damn, how I start burping right when I go get the drink? I was fine up until then. As soon as I go get the drink, I got a burp. I'm glad I went and uh, got the bottle, though, because I was about to mess this all up. This uh, whiskey I'm drinking is called Monkey Shoulder. Monkey Shoulder Blended Malt Scotch Whiskey. This Jonas is uh, real good, actually. Uh, 43% alcohol volume. Um... It was uh for this fifth right here, it was thirty dollars. And this is actually a good ass whiskey. Um this is one of the the better ones that I've had. Um it's real smooth, it's not strong at all, taste wise, after taste wise as well. Yeah, this this is real good, nice and smooth. Um, especially if you um, add a splash of water to it, or just uh, let the ice melt, just a just a taste. It's a real good whiskey. Like I said, I took a week off because um, of the fourth. I wanted to record, but uh, the schedule didn't work out like I wanted it to. Um, so I will be uh, visiting some topics that were from last week, but it's all good. So let's move right along into it. The verses. Bobby Brown versus Keith Sweat. I thought it was a real good versus. It's one of my uh, favorite ones. Uh, not my favorite. My favorite versus was the DMX versus Snoop, uh, Snoop Dogg one. Rest in peace to DMX. But this one was a good one. Um, I enjoyed it. 
um, <laughs> despite the fact that Bobby Brown was out of shape, and despite the fact that <laughs> Keith Sweat, I don't, I just never thought Keith Sweat was a real uh, great singer. So, but he got the he got them good songs though. So you know, the verses was real cool. Um, I wish it was longer. I didn't particularly like uh, Bobby Brown's music choices because Bobby Brown got a lot of hits and he was playing some some jumps that was like I was questioning like why are you playing this over over that but it was still a good versus um what made it enjoyable was uh <laughs> that nigga keep sweat he was drunk doing the verses he was drinking that Ciroc he was drinking the Ciroc out of a wine glass <laughs> That man, I mean, he was drunk, and he was doing a lot of suspect things, saying a lot of suspect things. But I definitely enjoyed that verses. So um, it was good that this this verses was one that was enjoyable, and just you know being on social media and stuff, seeing that other people enjoyed it because it seemed like it was a little drop off of the verses uh, since they signed to Trilla, and as well since the streets is open back up but this versus was a real good one so um the uh soldier boy and bow wow jump was good too um i caught a little bit of that but i thought it was enjoyable just because of their personalities and stuff uh but yeah i'm looking forward to some more verses i keep saying they need to have a versus with uh maxwell versus joe maxwell versus joe i feel like that would be a great versus right there they both got like crazy fan bases, like fan base, even though they not like, you know, at the top where they used to be, but their fan bases have stayed with them religiously. So I think that would be a great versus. So I'm hoping, you know, that'll be a versus. I've been I've been campaigning for that Jonah a little bit on uh on Twitter. So I'm hoping that that versus will come about. But we'll see. Uh, let me jump right into the uh, blackity black woke segment. <laughs> I'm trying to. Uh, I don't want to move too fast through the through the topics, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to like. I don't really want to do a part a part two, but you know we'll see. But the blackity black woke segment. Let me uh get my phone together. Um Okay. This is a this is a crazy ass shit that that I came across. Um it says the Make a Wish Foundation um will not grant wishes to uh people <laughs> who haven't been fully vaccinated ain't that some shit <laughs> that is some crazy ass shit you got to be fully vaccinated in order for your for your wish to be granted and this is from the make the the president and ceo of the make a wish america foundation that's some crazy shit right there it's just more more shit that 
you know, that they they trying to put these crazy ass. They keep pushing this vaccination. It's just this some bullshit. It, it really is. This other um it says latest CDC VAERS data show reported injuries surpassed eleven thousand in ages twelve to seventeen following COVID vaccines. VAERS data released today by CDC showed a total of three hundred and eighty seven thousand Reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID vaccines, including 6,113 deaths and 31,240 serious injuries between December 14, 2020 and June 18, 2021. I really don't have no thoughts about it. I mean, y'all pretty, if y'all been listening to the show, past episodes, y'all know how I feel about it, um, the vaccine. Um but just to pre- just to point this out, um, <laughs> I do have family members who have gotten the vaccine, so it's not a thing of me just you know being reckless and um, trying to make people feel bad for getting the vaccine and stuff. You know, my parents have got it, my brother got it, my sister in law got it, so I I haven't got it. I haven't gotten the vaccine, and I don't plan on getting the vaccine. There's no way you're going to make me get the vaccine. It's in the, it's still considered an experimental vaccine. I don't trust the government. Um, yeah, so I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Fully vaccinated Israels still got infected with the Delta coronavirus variant. You know that. That has been the big thing now with the COVID-19 is this Delta variant. Um, I don't really know too much about it. I don't I didn't I, I didn't care to look into it because, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's just how I feel. It says about half of adults infected in the outbreak were fully inoculated with the Pfizer vaccine, prompting the Israel government to reimpose an indoor mask requirement. And then it just came out that um, the lip, the Olympics, which is going to be in Tokyo, they uh, reinstituted their lockdown procedures uh, because their numbers for the COVID-19 uh, virus has been going up. So I wouldn't be surprised. They probably won't cancel the Olympics, but I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But they definitely locking down the area. Uh, what else? Yeah, uh, the the Haitian president was assassinated. And this one caught my eye the most because, uh, Haiti hasn't been accepting no vaccines at all. And then all of a sudden, the Haitian president was assassinated. He was assassinated, and his uh, wife was killed as well. And they caught the perpetrators. Um, some of them were of Haitian descent, and other others were from somewhere else. I forgot where they were from. But 
I thought that was interesting because the the United States government has been trying to get over into Haiti for a while. Um, Bill Clinton's foundation has been over there, and they've been doing whatever they've been doing. But it's always been some resistance from Haiti. You know, if you go back into history and you see uh, how Haiti, um, they won their independence from France by revolting, you know, it's always been this kind of tug of war between the Haitian people and them trying to be quote unquote colonized. So I just thought that was interesting that the Haitian president was assassinated. And then, um, let me find this. I thought I had it saved, but um, let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, uh, It says, this is from the Associated Press. It says, Haiti's interim government has asked the U.S. to deploy troops to protect key infrastructure as it tries to stabilize the country and prepare the way for elections and aftermath of the assassination of President um, President Mosey. And I just thought that was interesting because, like, that's just opening the door for the United States government to slide their way in and do whatever they want over there in Haiti. <sighs> but moving on. <laughs> uh, shout out to the 2021 National Spelling Bee champ, Zayla avant-garde i hope i'm not pronouncing her name wrong but um shout out to her she's the first black american winner of the national spelling bee shout out to her i came across another um Bear with me because I'm looking at my outline at the same time as I'm looking at my my topic saved in my phone. Um, the U.S. House votes 285 to 120 to remove Confederate statues from public display in the Capitol, as well as the bust of Chief Justice Roger B. Taney, who wrote the 1857 Dred Scott decision. 67 Republicans joined Democrats to advance the bill. Uh, yeah, I thought that was, that that popped in. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was something to mention just for the simple fact that they were, um, this was from NBC News, and they pointed out that they um, were removing Chief Justice Roger B. Taney. They, they made a, they made a conscience, reference to it they said as well as the bust of chief justice roger b taney who wrote the 1857 Dred scott decision and if you've been following my podcast for a while i've talked about this before as far as how black has no standing at law because of that Dred scott decision and if you don't know what i'm talking about look it up black black 
the quote-unquote race black has no standing at law because of that 1857 Dred Scott decision. And like I always say, I'm just here to introduce stuff to you. You do your own research and you come up with your own thoughts and feelings about the things that I bring up. But I thought that was interesting. (laughs) They made a point of, of that. Moving along, which ties into what I was just talking about. America's first billionaire wants his reparations checked now. Robert L. Johnson, the founder of BET and America's first black billionaire, is pushing for a $14 trillion reparations proposal. Now, this is where it gets sticky. And like I already said, black has no standing at law because of the Dred Scott decision. So... How are they going to, how is the U.S. government going to divvy up these so-called reparations to these so-called black people in America? If black has no standing at law, if black isn't considered technically a race or ethnicity, you filled out job applications before, and you've seen where they've asked what your race or ethnicity is. And if you look at it where it says black, and you read that line, it doesn't make it doesn't consider us black people as people as as actual as us actually being from here. <laughs> and if you compare it to the other races, the whites and then the quote-unquote Native Americans and all that other stuff. So how how are we going to be, who is going to be considered for these reparations if black has no standing at law in the United States of America? Like I said, I'm just introducing this. You do your own research. This is why it's important for us to actually figure out who we are where we're from, and stamping it. This is why I always talk about how majority of the black Americans aren't from Africa. We are already indigenous people of the American land. We were here before the quote-unquote discovery. We were here before we were enslaved. And this is why it's important for us to know our genealogy. Fuck that DNA shit. That shit is not real. It's not real. But like I said, do your own research. All this shit is on on the internet. It really is. Do your research. But the way I feel about reparations is, you know, American descendants of slavery, what they call the group autos, and then they have another group called Foundational Black Americans, FBA. That's cool and everything, you know, yeah, I like that. But it still doesn't touch on us being descendants of people who are already here before slavery 
our ancestors were enslaved on our own land. All this stuff is on the internet. You just got to look. But it seems like we are just fine with believing what we're told, what we've been told since the time we were being taught in elementary school on the way up. I honestly feel like with this reparation shit that besides us getting a check, we shouldn't be paying no income taxes. We shouldn't be paying no property taxes. We shouldn't be paying for no higher education. We shouldn't be paying for nothing. In addition to a check, we should have land, the, the as they say, the 40 acres and the mule, we shouldn't, like I said, we shouldn't be paying for, we shouldn't be paying no taxes, no income tax, no property tax. We shouldn't be paying no type of taxes to this government. We shouldn't be paying for no schooling, no higher education. And we should be having a check, a lump sum check. I don't even think $14 trillion is enough. It needs to be more than that. But I digress. Moving along, um, I talked about the Olympics uh, a while ago. So I'm going to jump back into that. Pull the topics up. Uh, athletes will not be allowed to wear swim caps created for natural hair while competing in the upcoming upcoming Olympics. And this is for the this is for the swimming competitions. <laughs> I don't. I'm like, do these do these uh these swim caps created for natural hair make you swim faster? It's subtle racism into that, but there's already been racism. Subtle racism with this Olympics. With the start of the Olympics, it hasn't started yet, but in the talks of it and stuff like that, they have pointed out that nobody should be protesting during these Olympics. They said you will be in trouble if you protest during these Olympics. So they've been on top of it. The Olympic Committee has been on top of it, saying that no protesting. You can't wear these caps for your natural hair. <laughs> I mean, what can you do? And then the biggest story coming from the Olympics is the Shikari Richardson story. How she tested for marijuana and she has been, uh, she will miss the Olympics um, her name wasn't included in the roster released by the USA track and field. And, you know, there's been a lot of uproar about that and everything. People haven't been happy about that because she failed a drug test. Granted, she knew the rules. She failed it, so she can't compete. Cool. And there's been a lot of people out there talking about how, you know, why are people, why are black people complaining and stuff like that? We should be complaining. Fuck that. We should be complaining. We should be complaining on everything. That's fine that there's a rule in place and she broke the rules and she's suffering from it. But fuck that. 
marijuana has been a big thing when it comes to the black community and them being incarcerated for it, stigmatized for it, et cetera, et cetera. Black people need to be complaining about everything, every damn thing. I don't care if it's a ruling place. Complain about everything. That's the problem. We don't complain enough. We need to be complaining about every damn thing. Everything that's part of this oppressive system, this white supremacy system, we need to be complaining about. Because these rules, certain rules and certain laws and stuff have been put in place to keep us down. And I know people, some people hate hearing that, but that's 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 what it is. It's real. Complain about everything. Use our voices for everything. We got to stop standing with these oppressive systems, these systems of white supremacy, just because there's something that we're used to, that we've been programmed to be used to. Complain about everything. I don't care. Complain about everything. And this brings me uh, to another story um, that's uh, part of the Olympics. Allison Felix. um, She's a track and field uh, competitor. Um, If you follow it, you know who she is. Um, I didn't even notice. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, she got pregnant, and she had a uh, she had a, a deal with Nike. She was sponsored by Nike, and Nike dropped her because she got pregnant. So, with her being dropped from Nike, she started her own um, her own business, her own company, her own uh, her own brand. And let me find the exact name of the the brand so I can shot that out. Let me see. Um, bear with me for a second. Um, I don't I hope I don't know how to pronounce it, but it says it's spelled S A Y S H. It's a brand of athletic footwear for women by women. Um, let me read this. It says Felix Launch Sa I'ma just make up. I'm I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this wrong. Sash S A Y SH, a brand of athletic footwear for women by women. The women who designed and engineered the company's first shoe, the Sash One, are both former Nike employees. Felix, her brother and business partner, Wes, and the third founder, Darren Breedfeld, raised $3 million in seed money to get things started. And they just don't want to make shoes built for a woman's foot, but also a community. Those who buy the Sash One for $150 also get lifetime membership 
and the Saj Collective, the digital subscription service that will include workout videos, conversations with Felix and others, as well as other perks. And she created this brand, this uh, woman's footwear brand, because she was dropped from Nike because she got pregnant. It says, Felix took aim at the treatment she and other female athletes have received from Nike. In a letter to the world and the women in it, Felix wrote in part, I've been running my whole life. I'm good at it, and I've got a lot of medals to show for it. I was scared to stop running. I wasn't sure I would fully know who I was without it. Like many women, I was afraid that starting a family would be a death sentence for my career. I did it anyway. During my pregnancy, I faced a gender injustice that I couldn't run away from. My employer did not support my maternity and my colleagues' maternity in a way that I could be proud of. I was told to know my place, that runners should just run, that it's just business. Instead, I spoke up. I used my voice to fight for maternal protection for female athletes. No woman should have to choose between being a professional and being a mother. Now, because of that fight, sponsorship contracts look different for a lot of athletes. Yeah, so um, support Allison Felix, uh, all the women out there, black women. You know, um, that was messed up that Nike dropped her just because she got pregnant. I mean, what the hell? But that's been something that's been going on for years with, with other companies. So, yeah, it's, it's not right. It's definitely a double standard. You know, uh, women should be allowed to um, start a family when they want to and not be penalized for it. So shout out to Allison Phoenix, Felix, and she will be competing in this Olympics. So I look forward to seeing her. Cause I've been going back and forth whether I was going to support the Olympics or not because, I mean, fuck it. If I don't... It's weird. I I don't know. I just be feeling like, why are you supporting, excuse me, supporting America in the Olympics and, you know, we go through the shit that we do over here. But it is what it is. I, I don't know. <laughs> Moving along. Um. Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby was released. Was released. His um the Pennsylvania State Supreme Court, they uh vacated his conviction. And they vacated his conviction because the DA who prosecuted him was on that bullshit. They was on that shady bullshit. Um Bill Cosby, he was being um, sued on a civil case by uh, one of his accusers and part of that civil case he had to do a, a deposition and that deposition he said some things and as he was told that the things that he was going to say during that deposition wasn't going to be used against him but later on they were used against him so, now he's out of jail, 
that conviction was vacated because the DA tricked them. They lied to them. This is the simple version of it, you know. I'm not in support of the things that Bill Cosby was accused of, but when it comes down to it, this is that bullshit that they do when it comes to black folk. His due process rights were violated according to the Pennsylvania court, Supreme Court. You have many people out here throwing out these these random things claiming that they are facts, but the facts are that Bill Cosby was tricked. They used his deposition against him, his civil deposition against him to criminally charge him for something that they told him that they wasn't going to do. Simple. That's just simple. <laughs> but the media and the shucking and jiving folk in our in our community has been telling other things, have been using a different narrative. <laughs> it wasn't a technicality. The prosecutor committed prosecutorial misconduct. So uh, that every time I hear this technicality shit, it pisses me off because it wasn't no technicality. What the prosecutor did was illegal. Simple as that. <laughs> Bill Cosby was lied to. He was tricked in that disposition. That deposition. And they used it against him. And in the midst of all that, was going on with uh, Bill Cosby, him being released and the ruling from the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. James Franco agreed to a $2.2 million settlement to a lawsuit alleging his school coerced students into performing explicit sexual acts on camera. If you don't know who James Franco is, he's an actor, he's been in some some uh some movies. Just look his name up. I can't think of the movies offhand. I can see him in my head right now, but I can't think of the name of the movies offhand. But yeah, and also um an actor from Smallville. Um she got three years in prison for kidnapping children and forcing them to be sex slaves. And I mentioned that before in the past episode. I'm trying to get her her exact name because her her name needs to be blasted let me see um here's her name um allison mack she was the second in command of a secret sex cult at the heart of self-help group NXIVM. 
Um, she's best known for playing Clark Kent's friend, Chloe Sullivan, on the long-running TV series Smallville. And we ain't hear nothing about this shit. <laughs> but yeah. You see how those two white folk got different things, different sentencings, different punishments than Bill Cosby. Moving along. Maria Taylor. Shout out to Maria Taylor, the ESPN reporter who is just got uh promoted to hosting the NBA finals and in the midst of her <laughs> being promoted Rachel Nichols of ESPN, a white woman, white reporter. If you follow sports, you'll know who she is. Um, she has some things to say about that. So let me pull up this clip and you will hear it. So, I ain't I ain't played the whole clip, but basically, um, Rachel Nichols is mad because ESPN offered Maria Taylor the hosting job of the NBA Finals, and they wanted her to be the sideline reporter. They wanted Rachel Nichols to be a sideline reporter in the NBA Finals. So, she tried. She was recorded. Um, she didn't know she was being recorded. But she was recorded talking about how ESPN, because of their past track record of their lack of diversity and stuff like that, they felt the need to promote Maria Taylor, which is a black woman, to be the host of the NBA Finals. And she, Rachel Nichols, declined to be the sideline reporter. So this is just more bullshit of white woman privilege she made because a black woman was promoted over her and she tried to make it seem like maria taylor is only getting the hosting gig because of espn's black quota so to speak they trying to make up for past their past <laughs> and i'm just like Man, 
That's why I will always say. And this made me think about. Uh, it made me go back and think about them, the show them, and the episode, the episode that I did, entitled them, and how white women are dangerous. White women are dangerous, and they have this certain privilege to them. And if you if you've watched the show them that was on Amazon Prime, you will know what I'm talking about. White women are worse than white men when it comes to racism and stuff and their entitlement on things. They don't like being overlooked. They are very, white women are very dangerous, very dangerous. But, and I'm not talking about all white, I'm talking about racist white women, prejudiced white women, bigoted white women. They are dangerous. So shout out to Maria Taylor. Keep doing your thing. Um, She's definitely very talented as a reporter. And then when it comes down to it, the way I feel, and even before this, Rachel Nichols, she wasn't all that when it came to reporting and stuff like that. Rachel Nichols is very privileged. Very privileged. And I'm going to tell you why she's very privileged. One second, just bear with me. Bear with me. Her mother in law is Diane Sawyer. Yes, her mother in law is Diane Sawyer. So she has a lot of privilege because of her mother being Diane Sawyer. Her father is also very big time. Let me pull up his name. Now I can't find his name for some reason when I'm looking it up. I had, <laughs> I had this young right here. Um, all right, moving along. I ain't wasting my time on this shit. Um, but shout out to Maria too. All right, that's the end of the Blackity Black Woke segment. I ain't really have too much energy for that that shit. <laughs> All right, moving along to the surface top surface topics. Now, all of these topics are uh, kind of ain't kind of they they are relatable, and I'm gonna weave through them as best as I can. So this first one is. I came across this tweet, um, and this woman, she tweeted, she said, fresh talking stage is so fucking annoying. And it caught my eye because this is something that I see a lot. I see it a lot on social media when uh, women always um, complain about 
this quote unquote talking stage. And if you don't know what the talking stage is, is when you first meet somebody and probably in the the beginning stages of dating and in between the dating and kind of um stamping what type of relationship you're having with the person. So it caught my eye because I always look at it like, damn, like just this this society is so fucking microwave. We live in a microwave society. Like the talking stage is the time where you get to know somebody. It's a time where you get to know if if you feeling this person, if y'all got chemistry and stuff like that. Like if you annoyed by it, you're not gonna get nothing out of it. Like, what are you actually, if you if you saying you're trying to be in a relationship, how are you going to figure out if you want to be in a relationship with somebody if you don't go through the talking stage? And it's like, <laughs> you hear this all the time from women and and I'm gonna preface this like I always do when I say women I'm not talking about all women so if you're triggered by it then it's probably because it's true to you because if it if it ain't true to you it shouldn't trigger you you shouldn't feel no type of way about what I'm saying but how are you supposed to get get to know somebody figure out if you want to be with somebody if you like this person like you have to like a person before you love them <laughs> if you fall in love with them. So in order to figure out if you like a person, if y'all compatible and stuff like that, you have to go through the talking stage. But if you already coming into the talking stage with a fucked up attitude, then you're going to get fucked up results because that's all you're seeing. Fucked up shit. You're getting annoyed by everything. You're feeling negative about everything like. We live in a microwave society. And when it comes to relationships, women make this shit even worse for themselves. And it's not solely y'all fault. It's based off of programs that have been out here for centuries about y'all got to hurry up and get married. Y'all got to hurry up and have kids and all this other shit. But the talking stage is important. Like, you got to figure out if you like somebody, if y'all compatible. But. Moving along, all this shit is going to weave together. Trust me, it's going to weave together. And let's move on to the next thing. <laughs> I'm just not even going to say moving on to the next thing. I'm just going to start playing the clips and talking because all this shit is going to come together. Trust me. I hope you're ready for the real. Women are notorious for being in relationships with men they don't like because the relationship serves them in some way. That could be their ego, their pockets, their vajayjay, or simply because they don't want to start over and be alone. A woman will not like you and stay in a relationship, go through the motions, even fight for the relationship for all selfish reasons. A woman liking you and liking what you do for her is two different things. 
So don't gaslight yourself. If you sense she don't like you, it's because she don't. And let me let me take a quick second to, to run to the bathroom <laughs> real quick. I'm going to play the clip again, and then I'm going to come back. So just hold on. <laughs> I'm back. Don't judge me. I told y'all before, I drink a lot of water from working out. So when I start drinking, I just be having to go to the bathroom. But let me play that clip again. It's important to play the clip again. So let me play it again. I hope you're ready for the real. Women are notorious for being in relationships with men they don't like because the relationship serves them in some way. That could be their ego, their pockets, their vajayjay, or simply because they don't want to start over and be alone. A woman will not like you and stay in a relationship, go through the motions, even fight for the relationship for all selfish reasons. A woman liking you and liking what you do for her is two different things. So don't gaslight yourself. If you sense she don't like you, it's because she don't. Okay. So, fellas, you got to ask yourself. If you if you questioning if, if your lady likes you or if any girl likes you that you dating or whatever, then she probably don't like you. She, I say probably, so I, I'm gonna put an emphasis on probably. She probably don't like you. It could be your insecurities. So, ladies, you gotta ask yourself: Do you really like this nigga, or are you using him for money, for looks, optics, social media purposes? Because you don't want to go and have to do another fresh talking stage. <laughs> Or if you doing it because you don't look want to look a certain way to your friends or family, like, do you really like this nigga? Do you? Do you desire him? Fellas, do you feel desired from her? Physically, emotionally, mentally, like, seriously. It makes me think about, you know, I didn't do the movies and TV section in the podcast, segment in the podcast, but that's for a reason, because I saved it for right now. I recently watched a show on Netflix called Sex Life. Spoiler alert. At first, I wasn't going to do spoilers, but fuck that. Spoiler alert. You can still watch the show. I'm not going to give away a lot of stuff. I'm just going to give away. I'm just going to talk about the the premise of of the show so sex life married couple right you got the the wife she's supposed to be happily married to her husband got two kids beautiful kids got a handsome husband got a great job making money got a beautiful house Supposed to be a dream guy, right? But the the wife is writing in her journal about this ex that she had. The ex that gave her great sex. That's it. Gave her great sex. Other than that, he hurt her multiple times and all that other stuff. 
but she kept fantasizing about this Bama. The husband finds out. He he finds her journal. She was writing it in her in her computer, her laptop. He finds it, right, reason and stuff. Starts feeling inadequate. Tries to go beyond uh, who and what he is as a man, as a person, to satisfy her because of because of her uh, her fantasies and stuff like that. Her desires that she's been writing in this laptop over and over again, writing it, writing about uh, past situations, that past sex stuff. It's all it's all sex stuff. Nothing else. It wasn't no happy times. It wasn't no good vacations. No, no, uh, no good dinners or nothing like that. It's all about sex. <laughs> it's, it's all about sex. That's why the, the show is called Sex Life. <laughs> so. Like I said, the husband, he he read the, uh, her journal entries and stuff like that. So he was going above and beyond trying to prove himself to her. Despite the fact that he's gave her a happy home, beautiful kids. She ain't got to worry about nothing. She wasn't even working. He was paying all the bills and everything. But she was just so hung up on this ex, the ex that was that treated her like trash, but was giving her great sex. <laughs> the show was like eight episodes i think the show was fucking to me it was stressful it was stressful honestly because i didn't internalize it but it was stressful because i'm just sitting there looking at like damn you just never know you just never know if the woman you're with really likes you forget the love yeah she loved her husband, but she did. It was like she didn't like him. She didn't like him. Because she was always questioning if she needs to be with the other dude. Everything else was great, but the sex, according to her. So. Like I said, the husband, he saw the journal injuries. He went above and beyond trying to, you know, please her and stuff like that. Like the Bama went to the point where he gave her this. He gave her the sex that the wife wanted. Right. He didn't feel right about it. She didn't even feel right about it. She said the sex was great. But she still didn't feel right about it. She was still hung up on the ex. <laughs> So it's like, from a man's perspective, and this is from my experiences, from my experience, and from hearing other guys talk, like, and this is just stuff that I've talked about on past episodes, like, we really be having the question whether women really like us or not, but it's always this narrative about what we're doing, what guys are doing, what we're not doing. And this is where I'm I'm talking about like we never men never have no no space to to feel comfortable, to feel free because we're always being beaten down and stepped on. And 
I'm not saying this to be combative and to make it seem like it's is man against woman because when it comes down to it, I I am I am all for the black family and the black family being right, getting it together. I'm all for black when black when it's when it's deep, when it's true black love, man, that shit is powerful. I'm all for that. But we got to get our shit together. We got we to gotta start having conversations. We got to start being open about certain things. And people being be in relationships and they don't really want to be in a relationship or they really don't like the person or they don't like themselves, but they projecting it, projecting it on their man. The woman don't like herself. She not happy with herself or her life and she's blaming it on the guy. But the guy don't, you you hear this all the time where you see stuff like, well, if, if I don't know you mad at me, then there ain't no problem. You know what I'm saying? In my, in the, in the guy's mind, if I don't know you're, if you're not satisfied or if you're not mad and even vice versa, guys need to start speaking up and saying, I'm not satisfied. I need this from you. Because it's always one-sided. It's always one-sided. It's always that those cliche sayings where it's always happy wife, happy life. And it ain't even and it ain't even gotta I'm gonna get into that later, but it ain't even gotta do with marriage. It's just relationships, period. If the woman is not happy, the relationship ain't happy and ain't right or nothing. But anytime the guy has a problem, an issue like that. It gets internalized by the woman and get, gets projected back onto the man. The man can never have his emotions or his feelings about something. And then it'd be crazy because you hear all the time they want women want a man to be to be open, to be vulnerable and stuff like that. And I was thinking about this earlier this week about women. Just because y'all are more emotional than men don't mean y'all actually have emotional intelligence. There's a difference between being emotional and actually having emotional intelligence. And a lot of people out here don't have emotional intelligence. They don't have self-awareness. About 40 to 50 percent of couples in the United States get divorced, but the but the divorce rate for couples making 250k plus is less than 20%. Successful people understand that marriage and family is a business and it's more about duty to one another opposed to a fairy tale. Broke people usually base their marriage and relationships on love and that's why they usually end. I'm not saying you shouldn't love your partner because you should, but I'm saying the foundation should be about duty and commitment to one another more than anything. This is why arranged marriages statistically last so much longer. They understand these principles. If you plan to be with someone for life, the odds of you always being in love with them is slim. There will more than likely be moments of strife. And if love is the only thing you value, you will leave. But understanding that it's about duty and commitment is how you weather storms. Love is nothing but a feeling, and feelings change like the weather. 
but to value, understand, and commit to the duty you have and made an oath to is how you'll get to 20, 30, 50 plus years in. And that was a tweet that I came across, but I thought it tied into everything. It tied into that clip that was just read. You hear about it, like marriages, they end because of money. So where's the love? Where is the love? Where's the love? And then you hear in that tweet where the person said when the people in that marriage or that relationship is broke, then the relationship is solely based on love. But then, like they said in that tweet, and even I said it before, like, You can love a person, but are you do you actually like the person <laughs> at the moment? Like, we we understand that feelings and emotions are like the ocean. You know, they're up and down. They're like waves. You know, you can be feeling the person. You're not gonna always be feeling your your mate. But the important thing is like the commitment and the duty to them, and that don't necessarily have to do with marriage because marriage is just a label. And I'll get into that later. But marriage is just a label. It's about actually do you truly like this person? Do you actually like spending time with them? Do you actually enjoy being with them? Do you actually enjoy how they make you feel? How they treat you, et cetera, et cetera. Man. <laughs> All right, where am I at? Let me play this clip. Let me play this clip. The reason why most people can never be satisfied is because they have too many experiences. Ain't no, you know why you can't find a man or a woman to satisfy you psychologically? Because you want him to make the money Johnny made and you want her to be able to cook like Susie and you want him to be 6'4 like, like, like him and, and you want him to be built like her and here you are, you take all of your experiences and you out here looking for one person that looks like everybody you've been with. You ain't got to say man, just say ouch. And let me tell you something, if you find a man that is 6'5", and is rich, and makes all the money, and can give you children, and is at home all day, leave him alone because his name is Jesus. Either you're going to get this, or you're going to get that. You're never going to get anybody who's everything you've ever had. If he make a lot of money, chances are he's not going to be at home when you get there. Brothers, we got the same problem. You want her to work all day and bring something to the So, well, I didn't want it, I don't want it to be all religified, but what he said made some sense. I don't agree with everything. Like, okay, cool. Let's say this. You hear people all the time talk about some date, date, go out there and date, go out there and date. You got to have experience, experiences. But what do those experiences really mean if you got the same mindset in every experience? You're not having a different, you're not having a different experience if you got the same mindset. If you're a negative person, if you're insecure, all that other stuff, you just having the same experience with different people. That's why I never 
like people saying that stuff about you got to have different experiences because it doesn't matter if your mind, your mind, your mental is stuck in one place. But he do make a good point about people trying to find a, a collection of people to put into one person. And this goes into like the, the clip before as well as what I was talking about with the Netflix show. Make sure you check the Netflix show out, Sex Life. <laughs> Shit is good. And it and it it needs I thought the show was great because it opens conversation it should open conversations to couples about what's really going on in your relationship. What's really going on as far as if you're satisfied in that um if you like the person or not, if you should be with the person or not. If if you're open to changing your your ways, your mentality and stuff in order to be with the person that you actually like, that person that you're with, to break that brick wall, to, to take your guard down, to get over your ex, you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but experiences, they it's pros and cons. It's pros and cons to everything. Like I always say, it's a balance to everything in life. Pros and cons of everything. These experiences, you can pick up on what you don't like, what you do like, and all that other stuff. But honestly, if you're in tune with yourself, you should already know what you like and don't like, what you will and won't tolerate. We, we as people, we, we tend to think that these experiences are going to tell us what we want and need and this and this is a bad way to look at things because it's a mindset mindset of looking at things satisfying us externally and that's that's the whole problem with uh, with a lot of relationships i know this from experience personal experience and from looking at other people we put too much stock and other people making us happy or satisfying us. Granted, yes, to a degree, that should be the way. But we look at it like 100% that way. Like, you think about it. Like, we're programmed to think this way. You look at the movie uh, with Tom Cruise in it. I forgot the name of it. I don't know I forgot the name of it. When he was like, you complete me. No. <laughs> you you are already whole you're already a whole individual. You should already be complete. It should never I I I can't stand this that term we need to be in this 50-50. No, it should be 100-100. <laughs> we always looking for something to complete us. We're always looking for something to something externally. Emphasis on externally externally satisfy us to make us happy and stuff you know if you're not happy in a relationship but then you have to look at it internally is this because i'm not happy with myself or is this truly i'm not happy with the person that i'm with
majority of people just majority of people we have to be honest with ourselves. Like, ain't even majority of people. It's everybody. Everybody don't like rejection. So man, <laughs> let me just move. Let me keep let me keep moving on. But yeah. Externally things <laughs> externally things is we gotta stop it. Stop the external the external gratification. External gratification will have you chasing. It's a drug. External gratification. It's like with social media. People chasing the external gratification from the likes and the, and stuff like that. We know it's real. You know, you know, anytime you post a picture and you sitting there going back and forth through your phone saying who liked it. Who liked it? Who didn't like it? How many likes you got and stuff like that? That is a drug. That is external gratification. That is the same thing in the relationship. You always looking for a person to make you feel worthy, make you feel worthy, make you feel happy, make you feel loved, etc. We got to start going internally with stuff. But next clip. Why didn't you marry her? Or why don't you marry her? Because she didn't earn it. You know, I speak for the men when I say a failed marriage is a loss for men. It drastically changes your life for the worst. And all men really ask is that you're at least worth the risk. You know, there are these BS concepts on this site like a man will waste years of your life while looking for the girl of his dreams. Like, no, a man will spend years in a relationship waiting for you to become the girl of his dreams because he's already pretty much chosen you for that position. All he wants is for you to unlock that next level of commitment. But that will require humility. That will require you to let go of this take me as I am mentality because I can tell you a man that doesn't respect himself will take you as you are. He won't require you to prove yourself. But a man that respects himself, a man that's masculine, a man that has any respect and reverence for the most high will make you earn the prestigious position of wife. If you haven't earned it, you won't get it. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I don't think some of y'all was ready for that. My unpopular opinion on the way the way I feel about marriage. I want to be I want to get married. Um I want to have kids. But I think marriage should be more of a celebration of the relationship as opposed to the stamp of the relationship. Women tend to feel as though marriage is the stamp of a relationship as opposed to actually being present in the relationship. Women have been programmed ever since they was little kids for marriage. They don't feel complete unless they get married and have kids. That's a program. Same way men don't feel worthy or complete unless they making a certain amount of money 
or they have a certain prestige or they look a certain way in in terms of career money wise or materialistic things cars and stuff like that these are both programs on both sides that's why it seems to be always this con- this this fight or this contradiction of um in relationships I feel as though men are more intentional when it comes to marriage as opposed to women because of that program that women are under. We've seen it a couple of topics ago when the woman was complaining about that first talking stage. And like I said, you hear women all the time talking about they don't want to go through that talking stage. They... They're in this rush to get married and have kids. Granted, I understand there's a biological clock that deals with that and stuff like that. But in that rush, women tend to make rash decisions. Non-intuitive decisions. Because of society, because of friends and family, because of optics, because of social media. Men are more intentional when it comes to marriage. And when I say men, I'm not meaning all men. Because I understand that there's men out here that like to run the streets. And that's just what it is. I understand that. I'm using the same preface with all with men as when I say with women. That doesn't include all women and all men. But men are more intentional when it comes to marriage. Because men aren't openly vulnerable, emotional, they don't want to go through the heartbreak of a divorce or being rejected as such. You hear the cliches like what was said in the clip about, you know, Men will waste their whole time, waste waste their time being with a woman, looking for the woman of their dreams. That's not true. Yes, men do know what they want. Who they want. And there's there's always different factors in in, in this stuff on both sides. Um how you were raised and stuff like that, um, certain traumas and securities and stuff like that. Yeah, we all understand that there's there's stuff that that's that's in the mix that can form your perceptions around relationships and stuff like that. We understand that. I hope we understand that. But men are more intentional. With marriage because they don't want to go through no divorce. They don't want to (laughs) be. They want. Men want one woman that they can feel comfortable with. They can feel free with. That they can open up to. That they can share with. That they can take care of. That they can provide for. That makes a man feel good. 
So men are more intentional about marriage. I'm sorry to say it. It's true. Women aren't because they're in a rush to do it based off of the programs. I've seen a lot of marriages in my life and how those marriages have ended in divorce or those marriages are just miserable right now. I've seen marriages where women have pretty much forced the man into marriage. <laughs> and I'm sure you like, how can the man be forced into marriage? Y'all been around the block enough to know that that shit is true. I ain't got time to be explaining it. Y'all know that shit is true. Y'all seen enough. Y'all got enough friends and y'all seen enough scenarios where that shit is true. It's true. But that also speaks to the man's mentality where, brother, you got to figure out how to step up and have a voice. I mean, it is what it is. Men, us men got to have more of a voice in our relationships. It can't be one-sided. Like, can't be this happy wife, happy life scenario. Can't be that mentality, man. But I'm going to play the clip again. Why didn't you marry her? Or why don't you marry her? Because she didn't earn it. You know, I speak for the men when I say a failed marriage is a loss for men. It drastically changes your life for the worst. And all men really ask is that you're at least worth the risk. You know, there are these BS. Like I already said, marriage is a big deal to men. Even though it's been programmed in the women to rush, you know, they got to get married. That's what, you know, proves them to be a woman. That completes their life and stuff. But marriage is serious for men. It, it, it's a serious thing for men. We have to have the right lady. We have to. Let's let's be honest. It's a lot of women out here that get married to the wrong man because of societal programs. Because the optics of social media, how it looks to their family and friends their worries, their anxieties, their insecurities of not getting married or not being married. Men don't want to go through no divorce. And I'm not saying that women don't want to go through it, but men have a harder time with rejection than women do. Because of how we were programmed. Concepts on this site, like a man will waste years of your life while looking for the girl of his dreams. Like, no, a man will spend years in a relationship waiting for you to become the girl of his dreams because he's already pretty much chosen you for that position. All he wants is for you to unlock that next level of commitment. And this goes back to the previous topics, like 
men got to feel desired as well. Men want to be complimented like women want to be complimented. We want to feel like, you know, we the number one. Like, I don't understand why this is a, this is a strange concept to women. Like, if women want all these things, you have to understand that men want these same things too. We are human just like you. Yeah, we may have subtle differences, but we still are human. We still have emotions and feelings. We want to have the same feelings and emotions. We want to have the same feelings and emotions from our partners that you do. We want to feel as though that we have a safe space. We want to we be mentally stimulated. We want to be able to have a good time with our partner. We want to be able to be free. We want to be able to be ourselves. We want to feel desired physically. But that will require humility. That will require you to let go of this take me as I am mentality. Because Yes. Yes. <laughs> like it's always, it's always this thing that we have to just accept anything that the woman brings to the table. Because we aren't as vulnerable or as emotional as women. That it's just, it's just, um, it's just seen as though that we don't have no emotions. <laughs> I can tell you, a man that doesn't respect himself will take you as you are. And that's. When I come to the part where I was talking about men being forced into marriage because they don't have respect for themselves. They don't have any masculinity. They're, they're not in tune with their masculinity. And it just boggles my mind that like women say you hear the things that women say that they want, but then they'll marry a man that, that that's submissive. <laughs> they marry a man that's submissive. Do you hear what I'm saying? Not a masculine man, but a submissive man. But because you want to get married, you you have to have the optics of getting married. You got to have it on social media. You got to have it for your friends and family. You will take a submissive man as opposed to the man that you really want. Do you like me? Love me? Shit. Or just leave me alone. Like me, love me, leave me alone. He won't require you to prove yourself. But a man that respects himself, a man that's masculine, a man that has any respect and reverence for the most high will make you earn the prestigious position of wife. If you haven't earned it, you won't get it. And this goes back to the, the whole notion of Women are the prize. We're both the prize. We're both the prize. And this goes back to the to this notion that uh the woman is 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 on top of everything or is the, the key to everything. No. Woman is God and all that. No. We are both the key. Well, not even, excuse me, we are both the key. We're both part of 
excuse me, the key. One's the key, one's the lock. But we're both intertwined together. We both have to come together to unlock. Unlock the the essence. Unlock the love. Unlock the the power. Unlock the the presence. <laughs> whatever you want to whatever you want to call it. Let me play this clip right here. <laughs> this, this one wild, but yeah. I just thought it was funny, so I'm gonna play it. <laughs> Marriage is a natural choice because if marriage was a spiritual choice, God would be responsible for all the divorces, and He is not. But God created marriage. No, He did not. Uh, yes, He. No, did. He didn't. Okay, you're going to argue. Okay. I'm not going to argue. You're 24. Okay, you're not going to argue with me because one, I know what I'm talking about, and I can. First of all, even if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be arguing with me in the first. <laughs> correct. Were, were Adam and correct. Eve married? Yes. <laughs> Who performed the ceremony? Jesus did. Oh God. shit! <laughs> Seriously, I'm saying oh shit because you're. Are you serious? God, a Adam and Eve were married. There was only yep. one person on the planet. It was Adam. God put him to sleep, and he re wrote, went inside of him, took out a rib, and said, "Flesh of my flesh." He, he made Eve. He presented Eve to Adam. They didn't get married. Who? <laughs> she said Jesus performed the ceremony for Adam and Eve. All right. I had a point to the uh, that clip. Like I already said, people get so hung up on the marriage label. They get so hung up on the point where they're not pre even present in the relationship. And... This is where shit gets fucked up. And this is where everything goes back to the, the talking stage. Women are so caught up into this, this marriage thing, the label of marriage, the, the, the ceremony of marriage, that they aren't present in a relationship to know that this person is even compatible for them, if they even like this person. If this person is even going to satisfy them. I'm going to push this over on the man's side. All right. Men be so focused on making money, finding the right job and career, being able to take care of their family. That they, aren't, they don't even enjoy life. They don't, enjoy, they don't even get to enjoy the money that they're making. They're working a job that they don't even fucking like. They fucking love. Because they're so focused on these programs. And it's the same way with women. It's, it's, it's us, period. We're so focused on labels, pronouns, and all that other bullshit that we aren't present and, and actually enjoying a relationship, enjoying ourselves. I spent a lot of my life worrying about how much money I was making, what job I was, what job I was in, how getting my house, um, paying my bills and stuff like that. That I missed a lot. I missed out on a lot of things in my life 
being present in my life that I didn't get to enjoy a lot of years of of my life because I was so focused on a certain outcome. And that's the problem with these labels and these programs. Women are so focused on marriage and marriage and all that other stuff, having kids and all that other stuff, men making money, having this job, having this car, the, the material, shoes, jewelry, and all this other stuff. We aren't enjoying fucking life. Life is short because we're so focused on the future. We aren't being present. If we're being present, life is just... The moments that I've been present, man, I swear, time just felt like it was just moving so slow. But it's like we always chasing after something. We're chasing after marriage. We're chasing after that vacation we just had. We're chasing after the next vacation. We're chasing after money. We're chasing after getting likes and all this other stuff that we aren't fucking enjoying life. And we aren't seeing the beauties of life. We aren't cultivating relationships. We aren't seeing the beauty of a relationship. We aren't enjoying ourselves. We aren't in gratitude of the things that we have right now. We aren't enjoying the things that we have right now. Because we are so fucking pressed for all the labels. This females, especially on topics like this, a lot of y'all, you will ask a bitch something like ask a nigga, is he all right or is he happy? If the nigga tell you no, you will make it about you. Let y'all, let y'all go, babe. So I watched Love Dorsey video and she was saying some real shit, and I just wanted to ask you like, you know, how you doing? Like, how you doing? You know, internally, like, are you are you happy? And if a nigga tell you like genuinely, like, man, for real, for real, I'm in a place where. You know, nah, nigga really ain't happy. Nah, you, oh, you ain't happy with me? So what I did? Oh, so you will make it about you. But listen, y'all don't be understanding. Niggas got emotions too. Bitch got feelings too. Everybody got a mind and they got different shit going on in their mind. Y'all be thinking because we woke up in the same house. We slept in the same bed. We ate out the same kitchen. Like y'all think from there, everything that's processing up here is the same. And that's where you fucked up. That's where y'all got it fucked up. That's where you don't got to understand it for what's really up. You can lay next to a person. Y'all can put on matching couple outfits. Bitch, y'all can have matching benzes. Couple goals, like y'all be saying, relationship, and be on two different pages upstairs. Y'all could have woke up in the same bed, out the same household, raising the same kids, and be processing where y'all at in y'all life completely different. And if a bitch don't talk about that shit, if a nigga can't express that shit to y'all, you ain't got yourself nothing. You ain't got yourself nothing. Nothing. Y'all hoes love to throw around how long you been fucking on a nigga. How long y'all been talking. How much he done bought you. How long you done been there for him. Girl, this is why y'all don't understand why niggas will leave y'all alone and go be the world and do everything you been trying to get him to do with another bitch. That shit be about that mental connection. That shit be the understanding of the bond. It be the understanding of privacy. It be about a nigga wanting somebody that gon' that's gonna care if they alright. Not just ask 
is they all right? Not just feel like, oh, because he be fresh. Because this is what y'all love to feel like. Bro, you got all that money. You be fresh to death. You got you got nice cars and shit. What you mad for? This is why a lot of niggas can't talk to their homies. This is why a lot of niggas can't vent to their bros. Because a nigga feel like, big bro, you up right now. Big bro, you got, I'm saying, you getting to work right now. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got cars. Bitch, you got your lady fine. Bitch be thinking because all that material shit and physical shit be lined up that a bitch is just all right. Shit just cool. Everything just great. Nigga just happy. Ain't nothing going on up here. Y'all don't be knowing what people be dealing with. A lot of y'all with niggas, you swear you know him so well because you know his habits. You know how long his dick is. You know what he like to eat. You know he like to go over there and gamble on Thursdays. Whatever the fuck he got going on. Bitch, you won't know nothing about what this man processing upstairs about where he want his life to go. Niggas be really going through shit with shit they don't went through with other bitches. Really fighting they self internally. It look good. Nigga designed it up. Nice car. Niggas got kids. He's still trying to figure out how to co-parent with the mamas and shit. Don't understand if he really wrong or if the bitch is just crazy. Like all kind of shit going on. Bitch throwing rocks at the chain gang. Bitches out here watching the police kill other niggas just for the color. They all kind of just shit going on. All y'all bitches want to know is you fucking with somebody else? I'm saying, well, what is we doing? Well, what are we? Well, well, y'all you don't, don't be giving a fuck. That's why I be telling it. And nigga that give me a chance to speak to them in their ear. Bro, if a bitch don't ever ask you, is you all right? If a hoe don't ever ask you what you need, pass pussy or give you some food. Man, that hoe don't care about you like that. That bitch don't care about I don't give a fuck what she tell you. Put her on the phone. I tell the bitch she don't give a fuck about you, bro. If you don't want to tell, I'm telling y'all some G. I tell my brother this. For those of y'all females too that be upset at, at how much game I be like giving niggas about what we be having going on. This is the problem with women. I be females, especially. <laughs> I mean, I've been saying like I've been saying this shit. What the fuck? <laughs> I talked about this plenty of times before, like. People think people was thinking because I had a house, I had a government government contractor job, car, and all this other stuff that I'm 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 straight. Like, but I was going through depression and anxiety. I'm not trying to make this about me, but this is just an example of people not people just having these assumptions and stuff of you. But then going even further into the relationship aspect, like women. Y'all not the only person in the fucking relationship. Y'all got to stop making this shit about y'all. And like she said, like, y'all be thinking that because y'all feel a certain way that y'all man feeling the same way. Like a man has his own separate emotions. Y'all got to let men be men. And I understand that all men are vulnerable. All men don't speak their feelings and stuff like that. But you got to you gotta introduce a safe space for him if that's what you want. Like if you don't want if you just want a, a slave ass nigga, then go be with a slave ass nigga. But it's like if a dude don't feel cared about, if a dude don't feel loved, if a dude don't feel desired, how the fuck do you expect him to be open with you? Like, it's it's steps to this, it's levels to this. The more and more the space is open, the more and more that he will be open. But y'all always worried about some shit that don't really even matter in the present moment. Nothing is being cultivated. No, it's just a fucking microwave society. Relationships are not being cultivated these days. You plant a seed and you keep digging up the damn ground trying to see if the fucking shit is growing yet. And it ain't growing. 
It's too much insecurity, anxiety, and worry trying to show off for people and all this other shit. Like, I can keep saying this shit over and over again in different ways, but it's the same damn thing. Like, people got to start really being invested and intentional about the relationships they're having with other people as well as the relationship that they're having with themselves. You can't keep projecting your bullshit on other people and blaming them for it. Like, deal with yourself. Deal with yourself. Would you rather have the best day in your life, but he cheats on you once a month, or the littlest day you ever had in your life, but he's 100% loyal? Why you put the? That's not gonna work out. You gotta choose one. I gotta choose one. Big D, The cheater. The cheater. I'm sorry. I gotta cheat too, then. Would you rather have the best D in your life, but he cheats on you once a month, or the smallest D you ever had in your life, but he's a hundred percent loyal? The biggest, the cheater. Because if it's small, I'm not gonna like enjoy myself. I'm not gonna be with you. Would you rather have the best D in your entire life, but he cheats on you once a month, or the smallest D you ever had, but he's very loyal, 100%? The smallest D I ever had, but he's very loyal, 100%. God bless you. Now, would you rather have? the best D in your life mm -hmm. but they cheat on you once a month or the smallest D you ever had but they loyal damn that's hard but they loyal the best D once a month because then I could be loyal and then but you being loyal to somebody that's unloyal Oh, you didn't say that he was unloyal. Yeah, he cheats on you once a month. Say that then. You I said, said the that. Best D once a month. No, the best D and he cheats once a month. My bad. Oh, I just have to deal with the cheating because honestly, if, <laughs> if I get what well, was a small D. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna cheat too. So it's either. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, these ain't loyal. Okay, what if he cheats on you every day? No, we're going to have to go with Mr. Smile. Oh, don't point at me. No, I'm yeah. pointing, I'm, I'm <laughs> <wondering how. laughs> Women are full of shit. <laughs> you, only one woman actually said that they will have the little D. And him, <laughs> he loyal. <laughs> Women are full of shit. <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about, man. This goes back to the sex life, uh, Netflix, Joan, and everything. Like... And then it's, it's crazy because it's funny because we was having a group uh, uh, talk about this on the group chat, but it was introduced in the reverse way, asking about the men and stuff. And we was like, you know, what is good sex? You know what I'm saying? What is good sex and what is bad sex? And we was just talking about like, you know, I, I was like, you know, majority of the women are lazy anyway when it comes to sex. Like pornography is a lie. Like that shit that we see on pornos and shit is not was 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 happening in real life. 
So what is what is good sex? What is what is bad sex? Like this stuff this has to be really defined for the individual as opposed to this collective thing. And then when it comes down to it, I've I've had plenty of conversations with, with women and stuff like that where they said that they they don't even like the big D pause. You know what I'm saying? So it's like people be people be bullshitting. Like all of us are full of shit, honestly. That's just how I feel. All of us are full of shit. You know, we a lot of stuff, a lot of perspectives and 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 stuff is convenient in the moment, in certain moments and stuff like that. All of us is full of shit. <laughs> we all you know, we have our moments where we feel entitled, where we're selfish, and we have our moments when we selfless and, and we got humility and stuff like that. We all full of shit. But man, women full of shit. <laughs> when this comes down to it, man, the all I got I mean, I can go on and on. And we at what, uh um an hour and forty eight minutes, man. I can go on and on on this episode. Like I might I think I might string it along the part two because I got some other stuff that that kind of mix in with this. But man, like, I mean, I don't know what to say because I feel like I said it all. But, <laughs> bruh, do you really like me? Do you desire me? Do you enjoy me? Like, people gotta people in relationships gotta start having honest conversations. Um, men and women gotta step up, and I'm just gonna say it, women gotta step up more. I mean, honestly, you gotta start satisfying y'all man. And I'm not talking about every woman because there's some women out here that really be satisfying their man, and they actually listen to their man and satisfy their man based off of what their man is actually fucking saying. Like, and this this goes into the love language episode that I still haven't had yet, I know. But people got to start understanding what the important love languages is to the person that they're dealing with. And stop this microwave shit, man. Stop worrying about whatever, what everybody else fucking think. Like, being the present with your fucking relationship. Enjoy the person. Cultivate shit. Like, shit. Damn. Pissing me off. <laughs> fucking shit stressful <laughs> oh man uh what song am i gonna play shit pissing me off and shit forgot what song i was gonna play <laughs> oh man oh i don't even know what song i was gonna play got me all messed up and shit <sighs> man, um, yeah, I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Amazon. Follow U A N D U underscore Network on Instagram. All of the podcasts that's under the network are on there. And, man, I appreciate everybody listening. Make sure you uh, follow me at Taste to Consider Podcast on Instagram. Check out at tastetoconsider.com. Um, got the Therapy and Heal shirts up there. They still up there for the um, Minority Mental Health Month, which is uh, part of July. And I will be uh, having some new product up there 
this week coming up. And if I don't have it up there, make sure y'all hold me accountable. But I will. I will. Don't worry about it. I will. I'll have it up there. Let me just uh, play some. I can't even think of nothing to play. Shit. Say sick and sit a podcast. Taste to consider podcast. It's time to find out. Put your phone on side. Put your lips on mine. Let's get started. It's just you and I while I take a stride through your garden. Stay sick and sit a podcast. Stay sick and sit a podcast. I appreciate you listening.